to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 277 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the professor. Brandon Crowd, hope you all had a fantastic weekend. It was picture perfect up here in Metro Detroit. It was mid-70s, sunny both days. It started raining late Sunday night, last night, uh, and uh, it's uh, back down into the 50s today on Monday. So, I mean, if you... I mean, that's that's what happens in Michigan. Uh, and if it's going to happen, that's how you want it to happen. You want it to be nice on the weekend and not, you know, I don't care what it does Monday to Thursday. But, man, uh, I'll take that. I think we're starting to hit that turning point. Uh, it's supposed to be 50s, 60s this week. And then it looks like next week is all solid 60s. Uh, we will confirm that later on in the show with uh, Aaron Studwell. But uh, we'll get to all that. In a little bit. Right now, though, oh, man, eight winners through ten races. Didn't add one. Uh, Lots to talk about. Lots to unwrap there with Ross Chastain. Two wins through ten races. Uh, I'm just flabbergasted by that. I think it's freaking awesome. Uh, And like I said, we'll get get into that in a little bit more. Uh, Let's see. What else this weekend? Hung out Saturday or Friday. Friday was pretty low-key, didn't do too much. Uh, Saturday, helped my buddy Zalen move a few things. Uh, got in nine holes of golf, had to get out there. The golf league is starting up here uh, in two weeks, so I had to get out, swing the clubs once here before that all gets going. Had some friends over Saturday night. Uh, Sunday, did some yard work. Took Alden for a walk, chilled on the patio, a couple beverages, refired up the grill um still waiting to get my blackstone like i i was literally ready to go and finally pull the plug and go get it and lowe's does not have the one i want uh the main website doesn't have it i so i've i've quickly learned that if you sell the blackstone products uh you get different products uh, and they're not universal, so I can't go to another place and try to get it. So this product is apparently unique to Lowe's, and they're all out and, and all that. So And I really wanted it, so I don't want to settle. So uh, I'll, I'm going to wait and see if maybe they get a little bit more in stock here uh, as the as the summer gets going. But, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at there. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's stacked show with William Byron, Chase Purdy, and Austin Wayne Self. Last week's show was a lot of fun to record, uh, so go check that out if you haven't already. Great time there. Uh, tonight's show is going to be just as fun because – Lapped traffic favorite Jeff Striegel is going to be on the show here in just a few minutes. Uh, Tonight's show might look a little different just because Jeff and I will cover everything. So there won't be the need for me to break down uh, the series and all that kind of stuff like I typically do. Uh, Jeff and I will have you covered there. Uh, Social media shout outs. Aaron Studwell's got the forecast. And of course, you know how we end things with Lucky Dog and uh, some lap traffic fantasy. So... Uh, without further ado, uh, sit back, relax, get a beverage, uh, put the do not disturb if you're listening at work. Uh, cause I mean, it's Jeff Striegel and he just brings it every time. So, uh, let's see what he's got to say. All right. A lap traffic nation joining me on the line, making his 20th appearance on the lap traffic podcast. You hear him on MRN radio. You see him at the track and you definitely see him at Berlin Raceway. Welcome back to the show. My friend and yours, Mr. Jeff Striegel, sir. Good evening. How are you? 
I'm great. I can't believe it's 20 appearances. It seems like only yesterday, doesn't it? I know, man. Uh, it, it's it's incredible. Uh, I, I cannot thank you enough. I say that every time you're on here, but it, it holds equally true. Um, you know, I it's been a minute since you've been on. Last time you were on was October 12th last year, and I know we talked about trying to do the 20th one in person, but uh, I just... I couldn't keep holding it off. We needed to get you on the show, and uh, we'll figure something out uh, for an in-person thing at some point in time. You know, I'd like to do that. Um, We'd have a lot of fun doing it. And before we go, I want to just commend you because, you know, all of the raves that you're getting on social media, well-deserved. I see them all the time, people commenting about this show, that show, and Rightfully so. You've always done a great job. And I'm just happy to see that you're getting the praise that you deserve for the work that you put in. I appreciate that so much, man. I, I really do. Uh, it's It's been a hell of a ride. It's it's year six. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of joked with the listeners a little bit because like for years three through five, I mean, there were there were some weeks we I did a show two shows a week for, you know, a two month period stretch and was doing anywheres between 50 to 60 shows a season, so to speak. And, uh, you know, with the new little addition of the family, I've taken a couple off weeks and, uh, you know, but, uh, much needed. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just still happy to be here, still happy to be relevant and, uh, having fun doing it, man more relevant today than you were yesterday and that's that's what you want to be and you've done a great job um obviously the little one is doing well little one's doing good uh he will be 10 weeks tomorrow uh he's growing like a weed already and just i mean when uh you know not to be too much information but it was he was a c-section and when they lifted him up i mean full head of hair and knock on wood hasn't lost any of it yet so he's ready to uh, go ready to go to the races you know it man you know it yeah cannot wait can't wait to get him out there for sure so uh what about you man what's new and exciting when's the boat coming out (laughs) uh based on the calendar or based on the weather because i don't (laughs) think those two are aligning right now at all no mate May 15 is always the uh, boat day. Okay. And so I'm hoping that the Michigan weather will change in a hurry because as I'm talking to you, and you know this because, you know, you live right here as well. Yes. Um, what are we, 50 degrees? Maybe. I yeah. doubt it. Yeah. 40s yep. all day long. In fact, I was at the track all day today. And here's what's crazy. We opened Saturday and it was 82 degrees. Now, it snowed the Monday prior to the opening. In mm-hmm. fact, I tweeted that out. You know, we're opening <laughs> yeah, Saturday. Yep. Yeah, and yep. it's snowing. Well, we actually, now we're, what, three days removed from the season opener when it was 82, and it actually snowed a little bit today at the track. Not enough to cover the ground, but, you know, I'm walking around the concourse looking at different things, and it's sleeting, it's snowing, it's raining, it's just over 40 degrees, and I'm thinking, good grief, man, this is Michigan. I, I, I just hope that Saturday wasn't summer, and we've already trans transitioned back into the fall because <laughs> it was short-lived, that's yes. for sure, oh, but it man. came on the right time, I know that. Yes, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, this weekend, you couldn't have scripted it to be any better, and, you know... 
anybody that wasn't here this weekend and if you were to tell them today what the weekend was they wouldn't believe you like i mean i i got out to the golf course it was packed uh barbecued you know all the things that you know we get with uh spring fever here in michigan i, I we crammed it all in in two days man because you just don't know when it's going to come back well and fortunately for us it happened on a saturday and there was no doubt about the fact that the people that were race fans were ready for the warm day. They were ready to go to the track. They showed up in droves. Um, you know, we, we kid, we laugh a little bit, but you know, for anybody that knows the Berlin raceway, you know, in the old days, they used to line up at the gate trying to get in. And, and quite honestly, the, the, um, the cars would line up all the way out to the highway. Well, I mean, obviously that's not a good thing. Obviously we all know that, but I can tell you that Saturday we did have traffic backed up all the way onto the highway, trying to get off and get into the Berlin raceway. And of course they were lined up at the gate. They were lined up at the concession stands. They filled the grandstands and all in all, it worked out perfectly. But you know, you can say it's the perfect storm, absolute ideal weather, season opener. Get ready because here they come. That's great, man. So happy for you guys over there. That's fantastic. Uh, speaking of stands being full, man, um, I mean, we're 10 races in and, and they're, they're, I mean, you've had bird's eye view at some of these things. Uh, they're looking pretty good. I couldn't be uh, more pleased with the with where we're at today. Um, you know, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, I thought the first, what, six races were absolutely A-plus events. Um, Martinsville, uh, I think we expected a lot out of Martinsville. We expected a lot out of Richmond. And, you know, I, I think I'm not telling you anything that the fans and you don't already know those were probably the two weakest events as far as entertainment value is concerned. But, you know, that aside, when you go all the way back to the LA Coliseum, uh, what we saw, you know, to kick off the season, there's a lot of people that thought that was going to be a big mistake. It turned out to be anything, but it was a huge hit and we were off and running and the 500 didn't disappoint Phoenix, California, Las Vegas, they didn't disappoint sold out at Phoenix um, all but sold out at California and and the crowds were big everywhere we've been the new car hasn't disappointed we leave Talladega another huge crowd at Talladega uh, like super speedway racing or not it was a great show full of entertainment Xfinity has not disappointed the trucks have been spectacular so you know, I like where we're headed, um, and I say that for a multitude of different reasons, but I say that most importantly based on the fan interaction, uh, based on what I see on social media. Uh, the fans are there. They like what they're seeing in general, and they're showing up at the racetrack, and I think that's really what it's all about. Was there an empty seat at Talladega? Yep, there was. But I would also say that that's as good a crowd, as big a crowd as I've seen in a lot of years. So, again, I'm going to repeat myself, but I really like the direction that we're heading. And uh, I don't think there's any sign of us slowing down at this particular point. When I say us, I'm talking about NASCAR in general. I love it. You know, I think... 
you know, I think there's a couple factors that play with it, right? Like, uh, you know, NASCAR, such a fan-engaged sport, racing in general, not just NASCAR, racing in general, a fan-engaged sport. Um, you know, people wanted to be able to go to the track and and do what they're used to doing. They want to, you know, they want to go. They want to take their kids. They want to walk the concourse. They want to go into the Michigan Fan Plaza through the kids zone. Uh, they want to hear concerts. They they want to socialize. You know, for 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 so long that's that's what race weekend has been for the fans. And to you know have to just go and show up and go sit in the stands for the race. Uh, you know, for the last you know year and a half at some tracks. Uh, I, I think people are just excited to be able to get back to the racing experiences that they were and then throw in the on track and enter, entertainment a- action competitiveness. Um, you know, like you said, it, it's it's not slowing down. The car hasn't disappointed and they're only going to be able to make improvements upon it. So uh, I think all that just, you know, is such an upward uh, arrow on the chart. It's it's fantastic. Well, and I think what you said is 100% accurate. And I'm also going to remind everybody, you know, you and I just chatting here, that the fans aren't going to show up if the entertainment value isn't there. And I think based on everything I've heard, everything I've read, everything I've seen, and the people that I've talked to, the entertainment value is there and maybe even more so than most expected. I think, you know, we, we've gotten to a point in society where we want to be critical before we have any opportunity to actually see what we're going to witness, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the concert's not going to be any good. Well, have they taken the stage yet? No, but I just know it's not going to be any good. Then all of a sudden the band takes the stage and they go, wow, this is actually uh, pretty good. A lot better than what I thought. Right. And I think that that's, you know, that's a little bit maybe what we've gone through is, you know, we're quick to be negative before we actually have an opportunity to see and witness what the product is going to be, what the entertainment value is going to be. And I think when we look at the fact that, you know, I don't know how many of the infields have been sold out through the first 10 races, but the majority, if not all of them, uh, and that just tells you that people do see value in packing up the kids like you said or the friends the camper the rv we're heading to the track doesn't matter what track it is we're heading out why because it's the place to be because the entertainment value is there the racing is good the side by side action that i've come to expect is back and um and again i just don't see that slowing down nope i'm i'm with you 100 percent there um to lead into the next thing here, um, you know, we, we kind of mentioned it with with the excitement and, and getting back to the track. Uh, new car, uh, which has led to, you know, unique and new pit stops. Uh, Jeff, we're 10 races in, decent sample size because we've been to each style of track. Uh, you know, what's, what's your overall impression on seeing this car at, you know, the different style of tracks that we go to? I like the car the first time I saw it in L.A. Uh, and I remember specifically the cars are all staged outside of the Coliseum and Alex and I are waiting to see the cars come through the tunnel for the very first time. And here comes the first car and the second car and the third and the fifth and the 20th. And hearing them was like, holy cow, man, I love that sound. Seeing them for the first time, the numbers moved forward and the sponsors being represented differently. 
And we looked at one by one them coming out, and it's like, holy cow, man, these things look fantastic. All right, well, I'm not telling anybody they don't already know because at this point in the season, everybody's seen the car, and they've been able to formulate their own opinion. Um, But what I'm seeing on the racetrack has not disappointed. What I'm seeing on pit road certainly has not changed uh, the aspect, the strategy of what we've come to expect. At this particular point, I'd argue with anybody that, that the way the wheel and the tire and all of the pit stops are taking place somehow is, has altered our sport to the negative. Cause I just, I don't agree with that. And then, and honestly, I think this is very important. What does the car look like? Uh, does it look cool? Does it look like a race car? Does it look like something I want to go and watch? And I think, again, based on the crowds, everybody is pretty much under the same opinion that, yeah, they look great. And I, I'll tell you, week in and week out, Alex Hayden and I will sit in the broadcast booth. We'll look down at the grid before they go, and we will try to pick out the best scheme, the best designed race car. And I will tell you that we can go from position number one back to position number 38 or 39, whatever the number of cars might be there. And it's like, they are spectacular. There isn't a weak uh, looking car in the field. And I don't care whether we're talking about the Penske cars or the front row cars or BJ McLeod. And I'll tell you something, BJ McLeod brings a absolute spectacular looking race car to the track each and every week. So, you know, I don't have anything negative to say about the car. I think what we saw early on when they blew tires and they couldn't move, um, that was a bad deal (laughs) that needed to be fixed immediately. Now I don't, I honestly don't know what all has changed, but we have not had that situation. Somebody blows the tires on their car and they're just dead in the water, sitting on the track, having to get a flatbed out there was not going to work. We saw that happen for the first, what, one or two races. We have not seen that occur since. So, um, we know it's, I think if we're smart, we recognize the fact that this is always going to be, um, you know, something that we have to look at, evaluate, and make changes if changes are necessary. And I've said that with you for years now, that NASCAR is never going to just sit there and watch something that didn't work, continue to not work without making some sort of changes. Um you know, we're going to continue to see this car evolve and I like where we're at now and I can't wait to see where we ultimately end up. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I think, uh, you know, you, for me, you know, you see a lot of negative stuff on, on social media, whether it's from where the number is onto the car to, you know, the finish of the race, everyone's got something to say about it. And, you know, to unpack that and to break it down to really what, was there what is there and like you said you know it is as simple sometimes as does the car look badass or not and you know the 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 overall model of the car looks fast it looks sporty it looks like a race car uh the logos like you said are, are absolutely fantastic the paint schemes um you know that that's important from a casual fan perspective in terms of you know 
getting that draw, whether it's for one race because there's nothing on TV or the, hey, this is my first time there. This was awesome. Now I'm going to go watch it on TV after a friend dragged me to the track. And now I'm going back next year or next race if, if you know, they're there another time this year. Uh, all of that just plays such an important role that I think gets overlooked, uh, you know, by a lot of people in terms of uh, its importance. I, uh, I know you know who Jeff Gluck is, and I think most of uh, the listeners know who Jeff Gluck is Absolutely. on social media. Uh, Well-connected in the sport. Absolutely connected in the sport. And as you know, he puts out a poll yes. following every weekend's race. Like it or not, you're going to see what the fans have to say. And I know that the Martinsville race and I know that the Richmond race probably didn't get the numbers that, you know, NASCAR and fans would like to have received. Uh, That's fair. But when you take a look at what the poll results have been since we dropped the green flag in Daytona, uh, and and I don't know this because I haven't talked to him about it, but I would say that they are probably as high as they have ever been since he started doing that poll. I think the last time I looked or saw an update, you know, 87% of the people uh, liked what they saw at Talladega. Now, if you're only going to get 20 people to weigh in, that's one thing. As we know, uh, he's getting several thousand people that are weighing in. So I value what uh, what yes. the fan is saying. Yep. And for the, as you know, for... Eight out of 10, seven out of 10, the numbers have all been 85% or better that the fans liked the race. And I think that just goes to show the direction that we're headed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Jeff Gluck, polls, racing, let's talk about this weekend a little bit here. Uh, you know, Saturday's Xfinity race, uh, you know, three overtimes. Uh, Noah Gregson <laughs> taking the checkers. Uh, talk about what stood out to you Saturday afternoon and, and uh, those wild finishes there. Well, that's what you got, wild finishes. That's what you expect at Talladega. It didn't disappoint. Uh, I don't think it ever disappoints. You know what you're going to get going in. The only thing you don't know is who's going to be celebrating at the end of the afternoon. Uh, Noah Gregson holding everybody off after three overtime finishes, then his wild celebrations, which are becoming you know, famous to him now for sure. Uh, the fans love it when he wins. Uh, it's fun to see what he's going to do. You never know what Noah's going to do after he picks up a win. Um, spectacular race. Uh, you, you transition that into Saturday or Sunday's event. Again, you kind of know what to expect, but you don't know when to expect it. You don't know who's going to be involved. You certainly don't know who's going to win. I truly expected William Byron to hook up with Eric Jones and they were going to come across the line one, two. I had that, whether we, um, whether we wrecked after the white flag, I just expected Eric Jones and William Byron to be working together and they were going to finish one, two. Obviously I missed that by a long shot. Uh, (laughs) Even, even made the comment that as Eric Jones came across the line, I said, Eric Jones leads here with one to go. Now the question is, Will he be leading when he makes this one final trip around the racetrack? Not only did he not win, he didn't finish second or third or fourth or fifth. I think he finished sixth. Um, 
wild finish, crazy finish. And uh, that's Talladega. That's super speedway racing. Yes, you nailed it. You know, for me, I, uh, I, I love the finish to cup the, to the, to Sunday's cup race. Um, you know, I, I know we're going to have the wrecks. I know we're going to have carnage sometimes like we had Saturday. Um, if we can hold off to that last lap, uh, to me, if, if that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see it on the last lap, but I want to see it nine times because I just feel so bad for everybody involved. Like the last lap, go get it, go after it. Uh, you know, and that's what we got. And, you know, sitting there on the edge of the couch, just, you know, clinching, you know, all are we going to, you know, we basically kind of had a 14 lap shootout there at Talladega to close no that doubt. thing out. And it was like, you know, when, when you think of shootouts, you're, you're thinking Bristol, you're thinking Martinsville, you're thinking Phoenix. You don't necessarily, at least I don't associate shootout and super speedway uh, that all that often. And, and I felt like we had a 14 lap shootout at Talladega and the fact that they were able to stay clean uh, and racing um, to the, you know, through the white flag, basically, you know, I, I, I got behind that finish at Talladega. And <laughs> when I dropped them to Dave Moody and turn one, Alex looked at me and said they're not going to make it all the way back <laughs> you know we, we, we kind of looked at each other and i i said yeah you're right you know where they're going to wad them up i'm not sure but it's not going to be at the, at the start finish line we were both wrong and now you know here's the thing about super speedway racing i at that moment i thought okay this race is going to be won by eric jones and you're kind of looking back through the field and we can see them going down the back straight away. We can see drivers hooking up with one another. And it's like, yeah, somebody's got to roll them on the outside. Here comes so-and-so. But I didn't have Chastain figured into that equation. Um, I thought he was just too far back, but you know, obviously you got to get support. He got it from Austin Dillon. The two of them hooked up and the seas parted and hello, you know, uh, that's how you win at Talladega. You got to have a drafting partner. He did in Austin Dillon. Uh, he was able to avoid the carnage as they worked off turn number four back through the trioval. So, you know, just, and I've said it, I don't know how many times with you and I, just when you think, you know, who's going to go to victory lane in a NASCAR race, something changes, you know, a late caution flag, somebody blows a tire, there's a wreck, whatever. And, you know, again, I thought it was going to be this guy. Wait one lap. All I had to do was wait 45 seconds to prove that even though I thought I knew who was going to victory lane, you got to wait until that lap is complete because it's liable to change. And like we have seen so many times already this year, it did. Absolutely. You know, and, and the, I, I, if, I mean, we can what if things to death, right? You know, if Kurt Busch doesn't make the move he makes, I don't think the field, like you said, the seas separated. The seas don't separate for Ross to be able to get the hookup from Austin Dillon for the two-car push tandem almost to be able to work. If they stay, if, if that doesn't happen, I think we have a different outcome. Uh, but I love how it finished. It's a domino effect. Uh, we've seen it time and time again that – if this doesn't happen, then that whole thing doesn't happen. The second that one car pulls out a line, 
it may be where he pulls out a line and nobody goes with him and he free falls to the back. But when that happens, it opens up a new door. Is somebody going to step in and fill that spot or not? And like you said, it took one driver to make one move and then all of a sudden it's on. We've got a whole new set of circumstances and a quarter of a mile to figure out how it's all going to come to an end. Can't wait to get back there. You know, I tweeted out the other day, it's Talladega. Uh, You've heard me say it before. I love Talladega. Would I want to go to Talladega every single weekend? No, but I don't want to go to Martinsville every single weekend. I don't want to go to Phoenix every single weekend. But when you get there and you absorb the atmosphere the energy of the fans, the track, each one so phenomenally different from another. It's just, it's electric, it's magnetic, and you just can't wait to get back to that track, whatever track that might be. I love it. Uh, It's funny, you know, you mentioned about how quickly you can get to the front. Uh, is as quickly as you can get to the back. Uh, Austin Sindrick, the C separated, and he went, I think, from about third to 36 in a, about a back stretch there. It felt like that uh, towards the end of stage three there. He pulled on a line. You're absolutely right. He, And that's just it. You think you have the best laid plan. You, your spotters have talked to other spotters and all of a sudden the word is, all right, Austin, when we, you know, come rumbling off turn number two, take it three wide. I think we've got some people that are going to go with you. So let's make our move right now. Clear outside, go. And he jumps out of line and he looks in the rear view mirror and there's nobody back there. Yep. And next thing you know, they are streaming by him on the inside, and he is just free-falling to the tail end of the field and probably on the radio going, uh, what part of that did I miss? I thought we were <laughs> thought we were all going to the front. Yep. Instead, he just sank like a rock. Yep. yep. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, all right, I want to go back to the Xfinity Series for a minute because you tell me if I'm making something out of nothing here. Are we starting – to see a big three forming in the Xfinity series with AJ Grexon and Gibbs, um, you know, fourth on back is pretty close from fourth to 12, 54 points. But uh, the first three have, I think about a 50 to 60 point lead on the rest of the field. Uh, are, 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 are we seeing a big three again in the Xfinity series right now? Well, I, I think we are. But I think that there's going to be uh, fourth, fifth, all the way back to 12th that are going to try to argue with us. Uh, I don't think Justin Allgaier is done for the season. You know that. Yep. Um, you know, I don't think Brandon Jones is done for the year. So they've got something to say about how this whole thing is going to play out. Now, as it stands right now, you know, when we roll into Dover, uh, where we can all walk over to the Dober Downs Casino and put down 20 bucks. Would you bet against Ty Gibbs? I wouldn't. Not right now. Not as we're talking. I guess if I had $20 and somebody said, you have to pick one driver right now that you think is going to win, I think you would have to look at the three drivers you just named, and I'd probably put my money down on the 54 car. But... Uh, <laughs> How many times have we talked about this, Brandon? Um, The big three or the big four in the truck series or the Xfinity series or the cup series. And these are the guys that are going to contend and they're going to be, they're going to go all the way to Phoenix and they're going to race for a championship. 
only to the point when we get to Phoenix and two of the three or three of the four or whatever the number is, isn't even in it to contend for the championship. Go ask Noah Kevin Gregson. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Just go ask Kevin Harvick two years ago. Yep. Um, Noah Gregson's on a roll right now. There's no doubt. Um, and I think that while not everybody believes in momentum, I do think that Noah thrives on, on momentum. I think personally he does. I think he rallies his team. They come in, and those guys are just jacked up. Um, I don't know that I necessarily see that type of uh, personality with Ty. Ty seems to be all business all the time. I'm here for one reason, and that is to win races. And when I get done winning that race, just tell me where the next one is because I'm on my way and we're going to go win that one too. Um, and then who am I missing? Um, Dinger. Dinger. Uh, thank you. Drawing a blank. Um, you know, AJ's a little, you know, what's kind of funny. AJ's a little bit of both. Right. In a yes, way. he is. You yeah, know, AJ's he's got a little bit of Clint Boyer in him, but a little bit of business in him too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, you know, you, you take those three very, very different individuals. I mean, you take AJ number one, I've been here, done this before. Um, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a personality and the excitement and the love for the sport. And it obviously shows up every time he is either on camera or on radio. It doesn't matter. He just loves what he does. But when he puts on a helmet, He's 100% all business, and obviously Noah is also, but very different individuals, all three very, very good at what they do, all three on a roll right now. We head to Dover. Can't wait to see how it plays out, but I guess I would just say this. Don't be uh, too quick to count everybody out because we've still got a long way to go. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. So here's where I'm at. I started the show like this. Uh, you know, I, I do like to place a few bets here and there, as, as everybody that listens knows. Uh, there is no way in hell I believe anybody would have called 10 races in, putting a bet down that Ross Chastain would have two wins in the season with Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, winless. I love every second about it. I think yep. that's adding to the excitement. I think that's adding to the fans, uh, you know, getting behind things. You know, maybe a little bit has to do with the fact everyone's still figuring out the new car. But even if that is the case, who cares? Ross Chastain's got two wins. Uh, he's got a, a huge fan base. We saw, you know, all these things happen to him from the, the truck series to, you know, what happened in Xfinity. You know, everybody rally was rallying by and, and the payoff is there. And, and it's great for the sport. It's a new team. I mean, I, I love everything about it. Why wouldn't you rally behind Trackhouse Racing? Why wouldn't you rally behind Ross Chastain? Uh, they are exactly what we need for this sport right now. A new face, not a new face. I mean, I'm sorry, Ross. Uh, you know, I don't mean it that way. But yet, like you said, Ross Chastain wasn't a winner at the cup level. So at the cup level, I will say it. He's a new face and he is winning races and he's competitive week in and week out. I'm going to add to your little, I'm going to throw money down. Uh, how many people out there had William Byron and Ross Chastain as the only two multi-time winners so far in the season? I love it. 
I you know, raise it. your hand if you're if you're that person. Yeah. Raise your hand yeah. and speak up now because I wouldn't have had that. You wouldn't have had that. And 99.99% of the people listening would not have had that. I've sat on this show for a long time, and you know this, that I kept saying that William Byron is going to be the real deal. And the crazy thing was, is I keep saying it and keep saying it, and Byron would finish 28th. Byron, Byron would finish 16th. And I'd come back, go, you know, I don't know why, but I just think if we hang with this kid long enough, he yep. is absolutely one of the most talented race car drivers I've seen. And I think once he just settles in, understands the surroundings and how to go out and be a successful cup series driver, you're going to have a hard time stopping them. You want to know, right, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, no, as, go. As, as you just said all of that, do you want to know who came to mind as like the, you know, Byron of 10 years ago was Joey Logano because we saw sure. the same thing out of Joey Logano finish, you know, 20th, 25th, 20th. And then all of a sudden that light switch went off and, you know, he, he just went off. And I think that's exactly where we're at with Byron right now. And I know we cannot compare William Byron to these next two drivers, but there are two other drivers that were similar in nature. One of them was the guy that drove the 24 for a long time, and that was Jeff Gordon. And the other one would be his teammate, Jimmy Johnson. Yep. You had to give them time to settle in to a new role, a new environment, longer races, more horsepower, significantly more competition. And when they finally figured it out, they were unstoppable. Now, is William Byron going to be the next Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson? I don't know. Am I going to say he can't be? Heck no. Um, the kid's the real deal. He always has been. And he's, uh, well, he's not that old. So I believe he's 24 years old. He's got a long, long career in front of him. Ross Chastain, 28, has a long career in front of him. I really, you know, and I just want to circle back to where you actually started this. Uh, there's just so many good things about that entire team and organization. Uh, Daniel Suarez, uh, Ross's teammate, oh, is he, going to win yes. his share of yes. races. Yep. He should have had I, one already, too. Well, or no doubt. Not, and, I should have the wrong word, but could have had one. Right. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I just I don't know when it's going to happen. It may happen at Kansas. Uh, it may happen at Dover this coming weekend. I don't know. But again, if we're going to use the, you know, casino lingo, I'm certainly not going to bet against him because he's he may be right now. I suppose if we want to, you know, use an analogy, he may be right now where William Byron was a year ago. Uh, he recognizes that he's got great equipment. Uh, I think he recognizes his surrounding. I think he knows that he is with a good organization. Uh, he's going to give 110%. And when you put all of that together, a win is going to come. It's just a matter of when it happens. Absolutely. Well, you know, and uh, speaking of Byron, uh, he's, he's got he's got a couple uh, top five finishes at Dover this week. That might be where my money's looking. Uh if, if, if I were a betting man, <laughs> if, if you were, if we I go were. to Dover, you know what the problem is? Uh, we go to Dover and you know what else is going on this weekend, don't you? 
the oh, Kentucky the Derby. Derby. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh so it's going to be crazy. So, you know, there may just be the opportunity for some of us with a motor racing network to go up to the old window. And I have no idea. I couldn't tell you one horse that's in it. Have no idea. Uh, I'll probably pick the horse that's got the coolest name. Yes. And pull out 20 bucks and go, okay, that's my horse. Let her run. And, yep. you know, we do have fun doing that. And, and people probably, yeah, we've been asked before, what do you guys do? Well, everybody knows we play Golden Tee Golf. Yes. But on that Saturday, I can tell you that we will all be together and we'll all go down to the casino or the sports, uh, what do you call it, the, sport, the sports room or the betting room. I don't know what yeah, it's called. Sports book. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, that just shows how often I'm in a casino. But <laughs> we'll all go down there and uh, we'll grab a beverage of our choice and we'll sit there and watch the Kentucky Derby. And some of us will be happy and the majority of us will be disappointed, like we always are. Right, absolutely. All right, I got to I gotta do a complete curveball here because you brought oh up Golden Tee, which uh, everyone knows you and I both are uh, avid players of that. And yeah. I got to ask you. Have you played this new blue machine with the cup holders that's completely different? <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we played it the other day. Um, I don't know that I want to give my uh, opinion on on your podcast. Uh, I love the machine. <laughs> I say I'm not going to give my opinion, but yet you know I'm getting ready to. Uh, the new machine is spectacular. I absolutely love the new machine. And I think we played tpc to start with and we thought man this is really cool but the the golf courses that they're patterning uh this this uh new machine after are not as challenging as you know the ones that they fabricate and make up yes. so we played them all we enjoyed them all i don't know that i'm necessarily going to go back and replay them again yeah because you know quite honestly we have more fun playing the created golf courses rather than the ones that they're trying to emulate we are kind of waiting to see if they'll ever uh put augusta out there so that we can actually play where they play the masters i think that would be, be fun amazing. but yes. yes have you played it yet uh I've, i played it once and um so the the bar that i go to uh you know on the regular has both and you know i've got the the at home edition you know so it's like I'm so invested into what I've been playing for the last, you know, 15, 20 years that it's like, correct. you know, I'm just, I'm sticking with the old school there. I will tell you this, Alex Hayden absolutely spanked me on the first one. I don't know. He shot 24, 25 under. Uh, I played well. I think I shot 20 under, but I couldn't hold a candle to Hayden and uh, he cleaned my clock. There you but, go. Uh, you know, I let him. I let him. You know, get a little. Uh, a, you know, a little uh, win under his belt. He starts getting a little cocky. Then I'll. I'll come back and, and come take back. it to him. <laughs> I love it. Hopefully this weekend. I love it. Uh, all right, man. Uh, Berlin Raceway. Uh, yeah. Blaney was. Uh, or the opposite way. Berlin was on Blaney's car this weekend. What? Uh, what put that together? Well, that's just part of the Adventure Track Challenge from Advanced Auto Parts. Um, they're just doing such a great job. And I, I think people need to recognize that Advanced Auto Parts is such a huge supporter, as other companies are, of short track racing. But Advanced Auto Parts is continuing to put out 
the Adventure Track Challenge. And you can find out more by going to Advance Auto Parts and looking that up. All the NASCAR sanctioned short tracks have the opportunity to win 50 grand. Berlin Raceway won it a year ago. And so they were flying the, the name on the car. I think he's representing all of the tracks over the course of the season. So we happened to be on the car for Talladega. So sentimentally, yes, I was pulling for Ryan to win and that car being in victory lane so I could get a picture of that. It didn't happen. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just a cool deal. We are not eligible this year because we won it last year. But I would encourage all the fans to get out there and take a look at the tracks that are eligible. There are tracks in your home state. Some of them might even be in your backyard. And all of those tracks would love to take that $50,000 grand prize home for sure. Uh, it was a cool deal. I, I remember I, I had advanced auto parts on last year, uh, and, and that was really cool uh, what they put together. Um, what are, uh, what's some of the big upcoming events coming up at Berlin? Well, we've got a couple of them, and thank you for asking. Uh, you know, we've got two of the biggest super late model races in the country, one of them on Wednesday, June 8th, and one of them on Wednesday, August the 10th. So if you like super late model racing, midweek shows, William Byron, we were talking about William earlier. William will be at both races and competing. Um, you know, I expect Bubba Pollard and Stephen Nassi, uh, Derek Thorne said he's coming. Ty Majeski said he's coming. So we're talking about the biggest names in super late model racing in the country. Derek Griffith said that he was planning on coming. Now, since that last I spoke to Derek, uh, he was involved in that big crash. And uh, I think it was where at New Hampshire, uh, don't know. And they wrecked that super late, but I would imagine they will get another one built point being uh, oh, by the way, Carson Hosevar and Eric Jones are also coming to those events. Michigan natives. So, I mean, yeah. Um, I know Chandler Smith is trying to work it out where he can be there. Sammy Smith has already entered into June. Um, I mean, if, if you just go back and rerun re the names that I just gave you, uh, they're significant. And they're coming up. They'll be here on June 8th and August 10th. Those are both Wednesday night shows. The other one I want to touch on, what's going on in your backyard? I hear dogs. Yes, what's happening? Uh, I say I heard uh, the dogs are barking upstairs. I don't know. Amazon. <laughs> the, the wife probably ordered Alden something on Amazon and dropping it off. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yes. Uh, yep. And then uh, I guess I'll throw out this uh, July 15 and July 16. The ISMA Super Modifieds in conjunction with the Midwest Super Modified Series. We've got the Supers coming for a two-day show. They'll be running a full program on Friday night, July the 15th. Another full program on July the 16th. So if you like Super Modified Racing and you're anywhere near Michigan, will be the place to be. ARCA will be coming back on June 18th with Daniel Dye trying to go back-to-back. -back. Um, there's something going on all the time, berlinraceway.com. Uh, yeah, I will tell you this, kids 15 and under are free this year. We might be the only track in the country that's offering that. We didn't raise our ticket prices this year. 
uh, even though everybody across the country is finding this, the necessity to raise their ticket prices and concession prices, we're trying to hold everything, um, making things as, as affordable as we can. A family of five with kids 15 and under can get in for $24. That's $12 a piece adult admissions for a regular show. So our focus right now is on the fan make sure that they can afford to take their family and go and watch short track racing. And again, I'll tell you, it certainly worked out last Saturday. We had more kids on the property than we've ever had before. That is something that is near and dear to me, uh, seeing families and kids and grandmas and grandpas bringing, you know, the grandkids out to the racetrack. So, you know, again, BerlinRaceway.com or follow us on Facebook. Just search Berlin Raceway. I love it. Uh, and, and you guys have, Put a lot of uh, Im- improvements. Uh, you know, you guys have a kick-ass bar. I've seen some pictures of this thing. I, I mean, I need to have a drink on that bar at some point in time. But uh, you guys have, uh, you guys have done a lot of improvements to, to to the grounds, which is awesome. We doubled the uh, size of our band stage. We've got a live band every Saturday night following the event. Uh, we've added some lights and additional sound to that outdoor lounge area that you're talking about. Our, our outdoor grilling area, we had to double because of the amount of interaction we had with the fans there. Uh, we're building a new deck. Thank you, Advanced Auto Parts. That was part of what we said we were going to do with the 50000 if we want it. We have a 5,000-square-foot, 100% composite deck being built as we speak, courtesy of our friends from Bay to Bay Building Concepts in Hastings, Michigan. Um, We took down one small section of grandstands, Brandon, and we're building a green space out there where we can hold car shows. Uh, We can actually increase our hospitality in the event that we need additional hospitality area, or it becomes our new kids play area. So you're right. Uh, we probably have too much construction going on. I say that kiddingly because I'm the one who's trying to oversee it all. And sometimes it doesn't allow me to sleep at night because I want it done tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, anybody that's been to, that hasn't been to Berlin Raceway in the past two years, if they show up, I can pretty much guarantee you that they're going to say, holy cow, a lot has changed. That's great, man. I love that. Uh, you know, let's keep it home. Uh, let's talk about Michigan. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, yeah. Jeff, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, between Saturday or Sunday, because it'll just be a two-day show now. Well, no, we'll have ARCA Friday night, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, schedule some time. Uh, I'll pack up the recording equipment. Maybe we can do something at the media center. Uh, or the uh, press box Saturday afternoon or something like that before the Xfinity race. I would love to do that. And I'm going to um, put a tickler out there. We were talking about camping and how much has been selling out. I would say anybody thinking about coming to Michigan and camping in that infield probably needs to do so sooner than later because I will all but guarantee you that that is going to sell out well in advance. So, you know, it's always a cool place to go. Crazy party, wonderful fans. And I'm going to tell you that it's not going to last very much longer before they 
make an announcement that their camping is 100% sold out. Well, speaking of the partying, about three or four years ago, uh, I interviewed Ben Rose in the media center at MIS, and he dubbed it the Talladega of the North. So, yes, it is it is party central in the Michigan campgrounds. Well, you know, you I've said it before, the biggest party atmosphere in an infield is Michigan. And I know that that upsets my friends at Talladega, but I'm going to tell you that a you know you could put Talladega and Michigan right at the top, and the other one that you gotta include now is Watkins Glen because yeah. the infield at Watkins Glen is uh, it's a party, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Daytona's there. There's so many of them. California's got a great infield. Now I'm going to get myself in trouble because <laughs> I need to name them all. But Talladega, Michigan. And Watkins Glen have to be the top three. I love it. I love it. Jeff, man, uh, what, what a way to do the 20th uh, appearance here. This was a lot of fun. Covered a lot of ground. And uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, where can everybody follow you? MRN, Berlin, get tickets. Hit them all. Well, you, you know what? If they want to follow me, it's simply at Jeff Striegel. Um if they want to follow Berlin Raceway, like I said, berlinraceway.com or search Berlin Raceway on Facebook at MRN Radio on Twitter for the Motor Racing Network. And that pretty much covers everything. And I'm going to leave you with this crazy thought. I am getting ready now to go and mow my front yard for the very first time this year. I'm going to do so, Brandon, in the snow as it is beginning. I'm not kidding you. I believe it. I am, I am not kidding you. I'm getting ready to go mow my front yard. And as I'm getting ready to do that and say goodbye to you, it is now beginning to snow. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Can't I mean, wait. Yeah, Jeff, you're a little further west, a little more north. So I believe every second of that. And I'm a little closer to Lake Michigan. Yes. So yep, yep, that there you effect. go. Uh, I love it. Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be in touch. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Appreciate you as always. Can't wait. I'll right, talk man. to you soon, my we'll friend. Take, Take care. care. I mean, Lab Traffic Nation. 20 times Jeff Striegel has brought it and delivered, and I just love everything about talking to Jeff Striegel. Uh, so awesome. So honored to have him a part of the show 20 times. Uh, I think that's like 8% of the shows that have been published. Uh, Jeff Striegel has been on and I tell you what, if we could make it work, I'd have him on 80% of the time, but uh, you know, that that's just not realistic, but uh, look forward to uh, having Jeff back on as, as I know he will be. So, all right, let's do a little live traffic social media. Everybody make sure you check out the website, the live traffic podcast.com, Facebook, the live traffic podcast, YouTube, the Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, me. and Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, make sure you leave a review, tell your friends, all that good stuff. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, or your favorite hosting site. Still got the giveaway going on. I don't know. I'm willing to pay for 190 followers at this point, uh, just so I can hit that 6,000. Give this away 
take a break and then come and do something new. Uh, I am hell bent on never doing a follower giveaway again, or if I do, uh, it's not going to be as far out. Like I'll, you know, if we're uh, in, in, in getting close to a milestone number, I'm going to make sure we're real close before I do it so that it doesn't drag on like this one has. Um, I've got that 124 diecast. Chase Elliott, Race Win Phoenix, as well as some Kevin Harvick sheet metal at 6,000 followers. Just got 190 to go. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, but speaking of new followers, Todd at Todd Ingersoll7, Martin Truex Jr. wrestling fan. Hell yeah. Uh, Zach at NASCAR underscore rocks underscore 47, Justin Haley fan. Uh, Jimmy at Jazzy James, a Byron and Raiders fan. And Hayden at Hayden Density Sports. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, at Hayden Density. Uh, aspiring a uh, sports writer, it looks like, and a hopeful future chef, which I absolutely love. We do a lot of food talk on this podcast about smoking meat and grilling meat, man. Hell yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, don't forget to go to the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. Fill out the contact page, and I will send you stickers and a koozie for free. Uh, yeah, so there we have it. All right. Let's get Aaron Steadwell on the line. we got lots to talk about. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter, at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf, uh, keeping us up to date uh, with all the weather happenings. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Good evening, sir. I'm doing well, and yourself? Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, it's been a minute. Glad to have you back. Um, yeah, got... it feels like it's been longer than two weeks, but I, I guess it, it's been three. Wait a minute. Yeah. Has... Yes. Because you missed, you you took a week off and you had Brian, then I'm back. Yes. So it has been three. That's it why has. it feels longer than two. You got this it. is why I had the big pieces of paper on the wall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, uh, lots to talk about. Um, and I want to start. Uh, well, no, let's I'll, I'll give you the options and and we can we, we can dive in wherever you want. So uh, we've got Talladega, obviously. Uh, we got Landon Castle. We've got some baseball if we want. We've got a Michigan follow up to our conversation three weeks ago. Uh, you're going to Dover. Uh, where do you want to dive in at first? Let's start with Miggy. Okay. Yeah, dude. Miguel. Yeah, that's history. That is yeah. history. Uh, three thousandth career hit. Took him a couple extra days longer. Missed out on a prop bet on one of the Yankees games for that. But you know, hey, that is what it is. But uh, it, very cool. Um, there are there are just some things that you kind of take for granted. I think in the sports world, uh, and and for us in Detroit, you know, I think it's Miguel Cabrera, and I wish like hell they would have been able to capitalize on that world series in 2012. But, um, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many baseball games I've, I've been to and, and just took for granted every time Miguel Cabrera walked up to the plate. Yeah. And you don't, you give me a list of current players and he's going to be, if you're going to say, okay, here's Detroit's roster, here's their current split of rosters. Yeah, you think Cabrera is a, a Hall of Fame. You know Cabrera is a Hall of Famer, but now with this accomplishment and everything he's done in his career and everything he's, his whole career's been in the Detroit system. Absolutely. Yes. I mean he he's been Detroit Tigers baseball. If we don't have Miguel Cabrera, uh, you know, 
for, for you a, could relabel yourselves the Mud Hens North. Absolutely, because if you don't have him, uh, you don't have maybe some guys wanting to stick around and pitch for us for as long as they did. You maybe don't have, uh, you know, Victor Martinez stick around as long as he did. You know, I mean, there was so much of a foundation built around this team. Um, you know, with with him. And like I said, that's where it's it's, it's such a bummer to have the season uh, that they did back I, I, in 2012 and to and to get swept in the World Series. Like the last two times of this gener, you know, I think it was 08 they went and in 2012. And they're the only team, I think, to have gotten swept in the World Series. Like just crazy, uh, you know, but lack of bullpen is 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 what happened there but um you know and, and not a horrible start for them they're, they're, they're showing a little life uh you know even when they were you know great in that you know early 2010 stretch you know they're late bloomers uh and it's just because of the weather i think in Metro Detroit. exactly you know yep. so they're six and nine um you know i mean the minnesota twins are in first place at 500 you know so it's it's an abysmal division to begin with you know so if they can just string something together once the warmer weather you know comes into play um you know this team's got a ton more talent than than last year's team you know so uh yeah it'll well, be- they're they're heading the right direction and i think if they keep that momentum and to keep eyes on them i think it's great to get people back downtown back to the park can't wait and- to take alden this summer Yes, and you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna fake take him like you did on social media. No, well, that honestly wasn't my uh, intent behind that. No, I just was like, hey, we're ready for the game to sit on the couch and watch in his Tigers outfit. But uh, yeah, no, we're well, we're gonna get him down there for sure, for <laughs> That's sure. Great. Um, all right, there's there's number one. Uh, let's stick with the uh, the non NASCAR talk. Let's talk a little uh, Michigan basketball. Um, and I'm sure people are like, dude, you guys said you were done with this. Here it is almost May and you're still talking Michigan basketball, but, uh, it is a always Michigan sports season on this show. <laughs> true story. True story. So, uh, and you reminded me of this cause you were like, Hey, are we talking Michigan basketball? <laughs> and I was like, well, what do we need to talk about? Yeah. So, uh, lay the foundation for this one for us. Well, three weeks ago, we were talking about Mr. Howard possibly taking the Lakers job. Yes. And then you see all the press and it's like, you know what? He's not the right fit to go there. I think he honestly, I think he wants to stay at Michigan. I think he's maybe test the waters, but he's got a kind of a deal that he can't beat. Just because you I honestly the other thing, look at him line and it's like oh we got him hanging around the program right now because he didn't work out in the pros yeah so i think you know fact is he's staying and then you have hunter hunter dickinson saying he's coming back for his third year and all these guys are coming back these high level recruits hey i'm really glad he's staying because i'm committing to michigan i'm doing this and it, it's great for the program it's great for sports talk and I think it's great for the future of Michigan basketball. I I am glad Dickerson's coming back. I like Dickerson his freshman year. I did. I was not a big fan of him last year. I kind of felt like he was phoning it in a little bit. Uh, and I think now third year uh, he'll have more poise. He'll have more size. Uh, he knows this year is definitely going to be the make or break for determining his NBA stock. 
Uh, so I I know Dickerson can be a beast, and I just felt like he wasn't given it. I'm sure he was. Obviously, that's just the uh, the couch coach in me. But, um, but there's also things we don't necessarily know if he had an injury situation, a family situation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or maybe he thought. And the, the first thing I thought when you mentioned it was maybe him say he's saving himself for the pros. But now he sees on a team that wasn't a great team. It's like, look, we gotta. And it's not the name carrying him there, but it's. To some extent, hey, we have the talent, we have the coaching. Yeah, we didn't have a great team, and we were still a sweet sixteen. Yes, yep, yes. Um, so no, I'm I'm excited about all of that. Uh, I think next year is is going to be a great year. I wonder if Howard becomes the the basketball version of Harbaugh in that every year you are just going to get massive amounts of off uh, of of. Uh, uh, you know, rumors during the off season in terms of, Oh, he's leaving for the pros. He's going back. He's doing this. I mean, we get that nonstop. And apparently this year may have been the closest with Harbaugh with interviewing for the uh, Minnesota Vikings gig. But um, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I'm do okay think? with the, I'm okay with the rumors. I'm not okay with the coaches giving him reasons to validate the rumors. Right, yeah. <laughs> I Fair can enough. say, hey, look, yeah, the, the the Vikings are interested in Jim Harbaugh. And then he's like, no, no, I'm here. I'm here. Not get on a flight, come back. He said, oh, hey, guys, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah. gone? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, I want your take on something that Newdorf said last week. Um, and that is Newdorf was getting some flack uh, from some people regarding um, the weather this year and that people were saying how much weather's impacted the racing season this year. Newdorf was basically wanted to say, like, are you smoking crack? Because there hasn't been one <laughs> Monday race. Uh, you know, maybe some practices have been impacted. Maybe we've had to bring them down, you know, pit road. Uh, but from the grand scheme of things, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good this year from a weather perspective. And I just wanted your thoughts on that. Um. Yeah, I might have had the same response if you made the same comment to me. I mean, Martin, you know, okay, so we so we go we go we put Talladega in the rearview mirror bright and sunny. Yeah, Martinsville, we were we were lucky. Yeah. Um we hit the rain race started late. We had one delay, but we I you know, we haven't had any rain shortened races. Races have been impacted. Yes. But nothing's been delayed. No, I can I can live with that. That kind of makes you know that's kind of the best for as a meteorologist who allegedly makes a living on doing this stuff. It's kind of the best of both worlds. It's like, hey, look, we were I right. get to be busy and drive drive web traffic and that uh, we were right. And then, you know, but I'd only have to do it one day a week. It's not like fall Texas 2020 where God. oh man, uh, it was four days. It was four days of trying, <laughs> and I I. I think I was behind for a week after all that on everything else I had to get done. I believe I've it. never, I've never been so tired and it just, it just, it, I think it wore on everybody and, and poor Kevin Harvick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And so no, I don't, I don't see it as being a negative. Sure. Weather's going to impact it. As, as Brian said on 
social media. And he's like, look, this is an outside sport that runs from February to November. It, it, I, it's hard to avoid having weather impact. And right. shoot, we've even, even in the spring Vegas race, we've had rain. Yeah. Yeah. Not this year, but yeah. winds blowing dust. Yeah, it happens. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of weather, uh, Michigan weather uh, was picture perfect. I mean, you couldn't have you couldn't have drawn it up any better than what we had this past Saturday and Sunday. Uh, here it is Monday, cold, drizzy, drizzle, and I think about fifty two degrees outside. Which I mean, hey, if you're gonna have it's the spring. nice weather, yeah. you yeah. know, I'll take it on a Saturday and a Sunday, but. Uh, you know, the Newdorf also likes to poke fun at me and saying that I choose to live here, which he's not yeah. he's not 100 percent wrong on that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I Michigan and, likes and, to tease you and I and let teased. me guess you put away. Yeah, you're getting teased. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me guess you put the coats away. Oh, God, you yeah. folded up the sweaters and put them in a box. Yes. And then you're going to wake up Wednesday and Thursday morning and it's going to be below freezing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah. I got I got basketball shorts and a T-shirt on in the basement, and I'm freezing my ass off right now because I'm committed. Now, that's really <laughs> your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I like to bring things upon myself sometimes. Well, you so. have to get – come on. You always have to wear the Michigan uniform of shorts and a sweatshirt. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I'm a big uh, – the, the, the hoodies never get packed away because <laughs> that is – you know, Lindsay will make so much fun of me because I, you know, we'll just end the sentence right there. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm notorious for walking out of the house for an early tea time, uh, like May and June with ankle socks, flip flops, shorts, dress shorts, of course, and a hoodie. Like and, and hold she, on, I'm I'm still stuck on the ankle socks and flip flops. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Slides. No, you, My slides. You. Yep. Oh, I'm, a the, big the, I'm not sure that makes it better or worse. Uh, I'm really not. Um, and I now the only thing I can think of with you on their hoodies is you're going the Belichick look, cutting part of the sleeves. Off. Oh no 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 no. We're 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 full sleevers. I I don't okay. get it. I don't I don't I don't uh, I, I don't create my own. I I they're stock hoodies. How's that? <laughs> okay, they're, they're, that's fine. That's fine. Um, okay, I'm going to go back to the side. Okay, and I, you know what the worst part is? I understand why. Right. I know why you're doing it. It doesn't mean I can't mock you, <laughs> question you, or anything else I do. Yes. Yeah. I get it, but I'll still <laughs> take on you. Yeah. I mean, I only want to tie shoes once, and that's the golf shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to bring weight into this. I'll just say it's a back issue for right, you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Huh? I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's reset Dega here for a minute. Uh, Landon Castle, solid top, uh, top finish there. Uh, and inside the uh, playoff line, man, things are looking really good for him. I know. I was looking at that earlier. Uh, up to 11th. Uh, another top five, first consecutive uh, top five for him in his career. Uh, another dash for cash shot at Dover this weekend. And uh, Shirley Temples for the house. Excellent. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, everybody gets their Shirley Temples. So, yes, much joy in the Castle household yeah. right now. And um, definitely going in the right direction. It's, it, it's good to see him. 
uh, running back up front. It's, uh, you know, it's every, it's the season's really turning out to everything. Anybody who followed racing for the last 10 or 15 years thought about Landon. And that's, he's a great racer. Uh, he's a great rep for his, his sponsor, but you put, he needed to be in quality equipment. You talked to anybody at Hendrick from back in the previous days when he was uh, a test driver for him or a simulation driver. And then even when you put him in back marker cars or mid-level cars when he was with front row, you know, you always knew he could compete more. You always knew he could be more than he was. And he got more out of those cars his, than a lot of other people would have been able to get out of them. Right. And it's like last year, he was in a 25th place car. He may finish in the teens. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I, uh, it's, it's very exciting and, uh, can't wait to, to catch it back up with him here soon. Um, I'm working on it. Yes. Has he no been worries. in touch with you? He okay. Not, no, no, not yet. Just that's checking. Not... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I know, I know he will. So it's, it's, it's no worries. Um, Sounds good. All right, Dover, you're going. Uh, so I know you're going to bring some good forecasts. So what, what do we got? Well, we're getting a bit of the uh, cool air that you're getting. We get that cold front uh, tomorrow, uh, later. Where uh, it'll be cool latter part of the week. Sunny skies Friday and Saturday. Friday they have the ARCA race and Xfinity practice and qualifying. Uh, sunny skies, uh, windy, uh, 10 to 15 mile an hour with higher gusts. Morning lows, 38. Daytime highs, 61. Uh, I know. Saturday, I'm not sure. I couldn't read. You know, I didn't see it. Maybe you can tell me they have practice this weekend for cup. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So cup practice and qualifying. Uh, Saturday, the Xfinity race. Saturday, sunny skies again. Uh, morning low, 40. Uh, daytime high, 63. Uh, windy six to 12 mile an hour again from the Northwest uh, cup race Sunday, 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 increasing clouds, uh, rain chances, which we had in the early forecast are now going to hold off. Um, maybe at least until Monday, uh, Southwest winds, uh, five to 10 miles an hour, morning low 45 daytime high 67. So actually a little bit below normal, but it's actually, it's going to be a nice day at the track. Um, even with the cloudy skies, you keep the, you know, the concrete a little bit cooler, 67 degrees, a little below normal, but honestly, it'll be dry. It means I can enjoy my weekend in the stands and by the all be on, uh, down in the garages and on pit road on uh, Saturday. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good Looking times. forward to it. This will be first time there. Really? Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. As, I was talking to somebody earlier today. It's like, it's hard to believe that a year ago I was li- living in Norman, Oklahoma, and had, I've already moved. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even moved yet. So it's, yeah. So I was you know, back, back on the East Coast and uh, get a chance to hit some of these bucket list tracks I didn't get to last year. Excellent. Excellent. Love everything about it. Uh, all right, man. Well, this was a good one. I enjoyed this one. We covered some ground. We always find ground. I guess we should say discover ground to cover. I love it. That's a good way to put it. I love it. Sounds good. Uh, All right, man. Well, uh, Lab Traffic Nation, make sure you're following uh, Aaron on Twitter at Race Weather, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Great talking to you. You too. All right, man. We'll see you. Later. Later. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Aaron Studwell there. Uh, and you guys, sorry about the Michigan basketball, we had to. 
We just had to. I, I know uh, I catch some flack from that every once in a while from you guys, but uh, that's the quote-unquote variety part of the La- traffic podcast there, the weather segment. You're going to get all kinds of things thrown at you there. But I digress. Uh, you guys know what those dogs barking in the background means. It's time for this week's Lucky Dog and Laugh Down Picks. You guys know the drill. Tweet your picks after the race, and uh, we'll, we'll get them right on the show and tag you in some social media. Uh, my lucky dog race weekend. I, I mean, how is it not Ross Chastain? Two wins, 10 races. Nobody, I don't care. Nobody had that picked. I don't care what uh, magic eight ball, what crystal ball, uh, anything. There's no, nothing, nothing had that predicted. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll argue that with anybody. I think it's awesome and, and fantastic. But nobody had Ross Chastain with two wins through 10 races in 2022. Again, I think it's fantastic, but do not. I'll, I'll steal one from Mudorf. Don't at me with, oh, I knew that. No, no, no. No, you did not. Um, all right. My lap down is lap traffic fantasy picks for myself, which you'll find out why here in just a minute. But uh, let's get to your pick. Scott at 1985 Wagner's Lucky Dog, Ross Chastain, two-time winner. Lap down Kozlowski, pit road, hot rodder. Yeah, that burned me. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog, melon man, Ross Chastain. Yes, sir. Lap down Kyle, not clear Larson. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog to Ross Chastain for getting a second win. Uh, Lap down to the watermelon. Poor fella never stood a chance. I love it. Uh, Jason. At J.A. Stone 29, Lucky Dog belongs solely to the Watermelon Farmer for racing hard to get a second win. Congrats to him. Lap down belongs to not ever being able to finish a race at Talladega without wrecking on the last lap. One of these days it'll happen. I hope the 23 is okay. Hard hit. Yeah, that definitely was. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, Lucky Dog Chastain. The seas parted at the perfect time. It's a great way to put it. Lap down, Eric Jones made the wrong move. Great speed all day, though. Yeah, I just sitting duck. That's what it ends up becoming, right? And Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky Dog, Ross Chastain, right place, right time, was able to win the race. What a Cinderella story for Trackhouse Racing. Uh, anybody can win at Talladega. Additional Lucky Dog to NBC on Fox for being able to work together to get Dale Jr. to call this weekend's race. Uh, how cool was that? And then the mid-race to see that guy driving in the infield in the number three Wrangler, uh, that was that was really cool. I don't. I mean, that could have been staged. I don't know. They played it off. Very well. Either way, I think that was fantastic. Uh, Robin at SF49er Girl 16. Lucky dog has to be Chastain because that needs no explanation. Lap down goes to Eric Jones. He made a move, but it wasn't the right one. Uh, and last but not least, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog. The moose is loose. The watermelon man bringing it home. Another win for Trackhouse Racing. Lap down. The 11 team is tripping over their own shadow. Yes. Yes, they are. I love it. All right. That's this week's Lucky Dog Picks. Can't wait for next week after Dover. And you guys know what time it is. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Let's close this thing down with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. There are just three more cup races to go in segment one. Then we'll reset it and start it all over again. And we'll add the cumulative total that will set 
the playoffs. So uh, that's where we're at. And joining me on the line right now, he had week high this week. Uh, it's Eric McCollum. Eric, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the show. It's your first time on the show, I believe. Is it? Is it? Yes, it is. Excellent. Yes, I think I've been listening for, I don't know, probably five, six years. Well, it's it is like the that. sixth year of the show, so that's awesome, man. Okay, uh, so I would say five years at least. Very cool, <laughs> very cool. Uh, happy to have them long-time first-timers, as uh, they say on the radio world of things. So welcome yep. to the show. Uh, what did you think of Talladega this weekend, man? That was pretty crazy. I, said, I, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it because uh, we're having air conditioner issues and we had people over. But what I did watch was very interesting. So, I, you know, for me, I am a, you know, I'm not the biggest uh, Super Speedway fan. But when you can have the yeah. outcome like we did on Sunday versus the outcome we had on Saturday of, you know, I don't want three overtime starts because, you know, 30 cars are involved in three different wrecks. Uh, you know, if they're going to yeah. wreck on the last lap, because they're going for it so be it you know so i don't mind 15 laps you know oh yeah like like we got yep. on, on sunday i'll i'll take that all day at a super speedway race so that that'll work for me um well man when i was putting the uh the the fantasy segment here together uh, i knew it was going to be bad for me and i just keep saying to myself how worse can it get uh but then not to uh make too much fun i looked in and you're lower in the standings than i am which yeah you said i'm not very good at it at all i just <laughs> i kind of go by the week before and kind of pick who's uh like top 10 yeah uh, there's no rhyme or reason i just guess and well, I actually said maybe one day I'll be reason. like top 10. <laughs> well, hey, like I said a minute ago, you know, segment one uh, is, is going to close here in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll get a lucky streak going for segment two. And uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm way back there. <laughs> I think but, I looked today as like 75th. So yeah, there's yep. no coming back from there. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. If you win segment two, you're an automatic lock for the playoffs. So that's true. You there's uh, a chance. You, you got a chance you got a chance uh yeah i had kozlowski and hill this week that got me a whopping 38 points and i'm back okay. 40th uh but man you a nice pick this week with bush and gregson uh for for 83 got a couple bonus points as well with that so yeah man yeah. uh you know set your sights on segment two and uh, we'll see what happens yeah. all right i that am gonna good. run through our uh standings here uh, top 10 right now in first place with 935 is Justin Hughes. In second with 930 is Kristen Hoglin. Uh, in third with 899 is Michael Mason. In fourth with 884 is Tony Salt. In fifth with 882 is Brad Carnes. In sixth with 877 is Alan Cavana. In seventh with 874 is Jason Dickus. In eighth with 867 is John Warrington. In ninth with 847 is John James. And wrapping out our top 10 right now, uh, with 846 points is Kevin Hahn. And then uh, our bonus points, uh, Jason and Kristen both have seven. Uh, Scott has six. Eric, uh, you actually, yeah, you got five bonus points, man. Yeah, you need to make the playoffs, right. man. You're up there with that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Kevin's got five. Kim's got five. Uh, Tony's got five. And we got a bunch of people with four and on down. So uh, that's, uh, that's where we're at there. All right, man. You ready to do some picks? Think so. All right, Lap Traffic Fantasy <laughs> players, we are headed to the Monster Mile with just three races to go. 
The manufacturers have all gotten a little piece of the pie over the last 10 races, each picking up some wins. The only repeat winner in the last 10 races at Dover is Kevin Harvick, who we all know is searching for his first win and who's been winless now for 53 races, dating back to Bristol 2020 when he picked up nine wins. Uh, William Byron's got a couple of back-to-back top fives. If you still have him available, that might be a solid pick. And Martin Truex Jr.'s got a few wins in some top tens as well if you've got him available. Who tames the monster? How much further do I fall? We'll find out. But right now, it is time for our picks. All right, Eric, start with you. Who are you going with for the Xfinity Series? Uh, let's see here. I just had this. Now, pick 48, Lee Bowman. Uh, said I'm just I'm just guessing. <laughs> for Cup or for Xfinity? Uh, for Cup, I'll, I'll do Bowman. Okay. 48. And then I think... Ty Gibbs seemed to be doing really good last week until he wrecked. So I'm going to do Ty Gibbs for Xfinity. Sounds good. All right. I am going to go with yep. uh, Josh Berry in the Xfinity series. And I do have William Byron available. So I'm going to roll with Byron for the cup race on Sunday. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, see, that's the problem. You yeah. know, you get in these leagues and. Uh, you know, you, you get down to the wire with some of them. But, uh, yeah, I saved a couple good ones here, yeah. hopefully. But uh, we'll see how deep of a hole I'm already in. So. All right, man. Well, listen, thanks for uh, calling in this week. I appreciate you. Best of luck, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you again here down the road. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, man. Take care. We'll see you. All right, All right Lat Traffic Nation. That is going to do it for an incredible episode 277, if I do say so myself. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at LapTrafficPC. Don't forget about the giveaway. Huge thank you to Jeff Striegel and his 20th appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. Uh, big thanks as well to Aaron Studwell and Eric McCollum. Uh, I'll be honest, there's a chance we may not have a show next week. Got a couple things with work uh, that's not during work hours, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.